At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour in this Friday. Charles Barkley will stop by in a little bit. More phone calls coming up. Interesting leaderboard. Rain on the way. Probably not till later on this afternoon. Some big games tonight. Suns and the Lakers. Warriors and the Kings. The Mavs almost done. Those are some of the headlines with the NBA. And the Lakers probably looking at a play-in game because they're not going to be in the top six right now. But you've got the game against the Suns coming up tonight, but Phoenix is a seven-point underdog, which leads me to believe not everybody is going to be playing or maybe playing a lot. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. The Premier League on NBC streaming on Peacock coming up this weekend. Manchester City and Southampton, 1230 Eastern on NBC streaming on Peacock. Paulie, the leaderboard, if you will, please. Here, here are some of the highlights, Dan. Brooks Kepka is in the lead, 10 under. He's 3 under on the day. He's about halfway through his round. This is uh, contenders. Jason Day is up to 7 under. Victor Hovland and John Rahm have not teed off their 7 under. Colin Morikawa is getting up there. Uh, Tony Finau, Jordan Spieth is 4 under. Xander Shoffley, some of the names you know. Here are some guys that are in, in a jam. They're going the wrong way. Uh, Sergio Garcia is plus 2. Tiger Woods is plus 2. These are kind of names, you know, Francesco Molinari, always a uh, popular guy. Francesco Molinari. Plus four on the day and plus four overall. Bryson DeChambeau is plus four. Mm. And uh, Louis Oosthuizen, some of the top names are plus four and worse. Here is Sergio Garcia yesterday, and he had a little back and forth with a reporter. How normal did it feel coming back here and playing and just concentrating on your game? Totally normal. Yeah. Just, you guys, you guys, yeah. you guys need to stop it. I mean, you guys are making a big deal out of this, and it's you guys. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I mean, I've had nothing but great things from every single player that I talked to. So just please stop it and just talk about the Masters. Okay, wait a minute. That's a fair question. Unless I missed something, it didn't feel like he was really interrogating him. Play it again. Just give me the uh, beginning part, uh, part there, Mark. How normal did it feel coming back here and playing and just concentrating on your game? Totally normal. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that 
kind of benign, you're almost waiting for the question. If you're on the live tour, you're waiting for the question or you're reading into the question. Uh, I, I think he ended up giving an answer that helped this reporter. Then if he would have just said, hey, came back, normal, nice to see these guys, haven't seen them in a long time, and uh, this should be about the Masters this week, not about the Live Tour versus the PGA Tour. That's all. But Sergio made it worse by clapping back at him with uh, talking about the Live Tour. If we have it this weekend, great. I don't look at Brooks Kepka and go, oh, that's right, Live Tour player. I look at Brooks Kepka, who might win another major. What's he got, four? And yes, he's on the Live Tour. He's healthier now. He had issues with his knee. He's a wonderful player. But if Cam Smith wins that, it's not like I go, oh, the Live Tour ended up winning. Up, oh, take that, PGA Tour. The Live Tour spent hundreds of millions of dollars on these players. They should be good. Cam Smith should be good. Patrick Reed should be good. Brooks Kepka should be good. Dustin Johnson should be good. They don't have any pressure to make money anymore. That's been taken away. You go out there and just play. And then you're going to have people say, well, they only play 54 holes. How are they going to hold up playing an extra round of golf? I think they're going to be okay. Feels like it might be like riding a bike. You know, you got to play another day. Oh, my gosh. Kepka no-show Sunday? I yeah. thought that was clear. I thought I was a head Yeah, down. I played 54. Do I win a green jacket? I only I, booked my house till Sunday. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be an issue here. But the storylines, you know, the storyline is always going to be the Masters. And it should be. The tournament itself, if something happens and there's sort of that subplot, great. But aside from Phil versus Tiger on Sunday in the final group or Rory versus Patrick Reed... I'm just watching the tournament. And, and whoever wins, the tournament is still the star. I don't think this takes away from the PGA Tour if Brooks Kepka wins. I don't think it's an acknowledgement of the Live Tour if Brooks Kepka wins. Brooks Kepka should be in contention, and Cam Smith and Patrick Reed. They should be. You're spending a lot of money on them. And the reason why you spent that money is because they are good players, they're marquee players. Now, they spent a lot of money on Phil, and that's not a wise investment, but they got the money, and I think Phil leading the charge and other golfers followed him. But uh, I'm watching, and hopefully the golf is what stands out, not these players. All right, uh, poll question for the final hour is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? This is one uh, submitted on Twitter, Dan. Okay. Would you rather play Augusta once? Or they have Masters Sunday badges for life, but that seems like a lot to me. Hmm. Oh, you get to play around on the course. You get to play Augusta one time. Okay. Or you could have Masters Sunday badges for life. Okay. Well, I'd have to recuse myself from that because I would take the Sunday badges. Having, you've already played having it. played it twice. Twice. Yeah, of course. But if you could imagine life where you hadn't played it. <laughs> I know that's I, difficult. I can't imagine life without if, if you can. playing Playing the Masters. Yes, yes, Paul. Could you see an average golfer? I'm talking like even as bad as I am, but I, I golf maybe once a summer, being not even wanting to play the Masters or a course like that because it's so, not just that it's hard, but it's almost like disrespectful to take yeah. an ugly game yes. on that yes. beautiful course yes. and chunk it all up. Yes. St. Andrews, they ask you your handicap before you tee off. My game is my handicap. 
Yes, yes. Uh, and I think you have to be a 15 or better to play at St. Andrews they, because they're trying to get a lot of rounds in and you don't want somebody who's spraying it all over the place. But yeah, if you played Augusta, if you played in these conditions, uh, while the course looks like this, uh, plays like this, you'd shoot, I'm going to guess 200. 200 for 18 holes. Yeah. So what? And maybe maybe more than that. So I, if I got a couple of nice 10s, I'm doing well. <laughs> yes. Look, I 10 this yeah, hole. Yeah. If you shot a 180, then you'd be like, I'm not bad. I got a snowman on a par <laughs> three. Yeah. But that, that, that'll humble you. So I would take badges for life on <laughs> on Sunday there. Uh, anything else that uh, needs to be mentioned here? Uh, oh, you know, Kevin Durant had something to say. Kevin Durant and the Suns, there ain't no when Kevin Durant plays. I don't know if he's going to play tonight, considering the Lakers are seven-point favorites here. But uh, Kevin Durant talks about the NBA in the 90s compared to the NBA today. I go back and watch a lot of that, that 90s film, 80s stuff, and they play physical, but... I just think they got away with a lot of flagrant fouls, and I think that's that's why they call their era more physical than ours because guys, are, we play physical here too. It's more space, but guys play physical. We got strong, athletic guys here too. But I watched some of those games. The paint was clear. Nobody was getting touched. It wasn't a lot of help defense, but you did get a lot of flagrant fouls that weren't didn't result into fines or getting kicked out the game. So it just seemed like you know it was a little tougher. Kevin, they didn't have the term flagrant foul. It'd be a hard foul. They'd have a playoff foul. They, they didn't call it flagrant, Kev. Just letting you know. And the greatest player of all time, they had rules to beat up Michael Jordan. That should tell you everything about the game, that the best player in the game was probably roughed up more than any other player, and they allowed it. And, you know, the physicality, you could hand check back then. And, and imagine being able to put your hand on somebody's hip so there, I know we get uh, caught up in this, and, and Durant's a wonderful player in any generation. And, and so were these players from the 90s or 80s. They'd be wonderful players now. But the physicality, you got knocked down. You got hit. And it was part of basketball. Now, do I like that? Did I like that? No, I didn't. Because it, it, for, you know, it, it's, it's like when you have an enforcer in hockey. And then he can dictate what goes on on the ice and you don't get the great players being great. Then I'm bothered by that. I want the great players to be able to be great and don't allow, you know, Rick Mahorn or Maurice Lucas or some of these guys who are enforcers to have a larger role. Charles Oakley, Kevin Durant would get roughed up because they could rough him up because he's slight. They could hand check him and they would they would be physical with him. But make no mistake about it. Somebody should tell Kevin Durant they weren't calling flagrant fouls. Those are hard fouls. Or they would call it playoff foul. <laughs> yes, Mark. Even in November? Uh, that, I, know, I know it's November, but it's a playoff foul. No, they would just be a hard foul. That would be, they would, the announcer would say, oh, that's a hard foul. But come playoff time, then it was a playoff foul. Yeah, Paul. Officially, flagrant fouls began 1990-91 season, and they kind of redid the language, so it's more... Um, they had the, the term, or not really the term, but they had the ability to call it, but they just didn't call it in the 80s. And a couple articles I found from the New York Times said that it was the Detroit Pistons, and what they did with not just the Bulls, but yeah. they had to start calling other fouls because they would club people as they went down the lane, 
and the refs didn't really have an option to call something further or kick someone out of the game. Yeah. So they might have had the term, but they were all these these were hard fouls. Yes, he. There was a video making the rounds on social media last night uh, from like 1986. I want to say it is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Celtics Sixers. Danny Ainge gets into a massive brawl. Huge. The punches are thrown all over the place. This and that. It's crazy. It sets the game back. Like takes like three, four, five minutes to clean up where everybody's punching the crap out of each other. And at the end of it, there was like a thousand dollar fine to one guy, and Danny Ainge hit both shots. Like it was just like, okay, no big deal. Nobody got thrown out. Nobody got anything. It was just like, yeah, okay, now uh, and, uh, he'll be shooting too. I also heard this. The former Arizona Cardinals GM, Steve Keim, was uh, on a podcast with Chris Long, and he talked about Kyler Murray. Does he know what Peyton Manning and Tom Brady know, knows what it takes to be great? No. Um, does he work? He does work. Um, I think it's just that side of the, the game, the, the – the film study, the attention to detail part that he can continue to improve upon, and I think he will. Because um, Kyler's a proud guy, man. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to lose, and he doesn't want to um, let people down. So, you know, I think his best ball is ahead of him. I think they need to be creative and do the right things with him offensively. But you know, I think the the best ball is ahead of him, and I think he'll get it right. But like I said, it's just to me in that area of watching film, studying the game, attention to detail. Uh, I think that's the area where he can vastly improve. Well, we know that, Steve, because you had to put language in his contract. Hey, would you please study and do your homework and not play video games? That's never happened before. I never would have, never would have given him that contract. <laughs> <laughs> you have mastered the Kyler Murray laugh. <laughs> There's a, a Beavis and Butthead yeah. feel to that. That's basically it. Yeah, yeah. I would have made him play one more year. And then you want to give him that contract? Good luck. But, you know, a great talent. Sometimes you're a great talent in high school and college, and then all of a sudden now you got to be smarter as a great talent because people will catch up to you. And I think that happens all the time. Um, in, in fact, there was a, a GM, and I think it was Steve Kime talking about Robert Kimdiche, said he didn't love football enough. And it's true, that happens. He was one of the top five players in high school. Just, do you love the game? And and that's the difference between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. And we've talked to Ryan about that. Do you love the game? Do you love being a star? Do you love making the money? Peyton loved the whole process, the inner workings of it. Obsessed with that. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. The final days of the regular season. Charles Barkley will give us his MVP for this season and how he thinks the playoffs are going to play out. We'll take a break. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Simply Safe Home Security says it all right there in the name. Simple. You install it. Going to take you 30 minutes or less. Safe. Extremely safe. They should have called it Simply Extremely Safe. 24-7 professional monitoring, and it's going to cost you under a dollar a day. So that's less than half the price of traditional home security systems. You can lock and unlock your doors Access your cameras, arm, disarm your system from anywhere using your smartphone. CNET named Simply Safe the editor's choice for 2023. Uh, U.S. News named it the best home security system of this year, last year, and the year before that, a 3P. Simply Safe designed with cutting edge technology backed by 24 7 professional monitoring. Customize the perfect system for your home. It's going to take you just a couple of minutes. You have to start by going to simplysafedan.com today. 
You'll claim a free indoor security camera. Plus, you get 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. So simplysafedan.com, get you started. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more. MBUSA.com. Caddy in uh, Florida. Caddy, welcome to the program. Good morning, gentlemen. It was Caddy slash Caddy Master. So I started off Caddy and then it became a Caddy Master. Okay. I had a couple of high-end clubs in New Jersey. Matter of fact, before I tell you this, I caddied for Charles back in the late 90s. He actually had a very good swing, and I remember he broke 90. Okay. So he had a pretty good swing back in the day. Um, as far as the autographs go, I never I, I've met hundreds of athletes, politicians, celebrities, just being in the business, you know, at the clubs I worked at, they had heliports, so I'd see everybody. Um, I was in a tri-state area, so, um, so, uh, so anyway, um, I never signed an autograph, didn't want to, had no desire. When I was 10 years old, walking through Madison Square Garden with my dad, who was at the time my little league coach, we saw Tom Seaver walking around the rotunda. 
And I said, Dad, there's Tom Seaver. Get his autograph. And my dad goes up to him, and Tom gives him the hand. I mean, there's, there's a way to give the hand and a way not to give the hand. He gave the hand like, do not step any closer. It was a stern look. I will never forget it. So from that day on, being in the business of meeting all these people, never desired or wanted an autograph again. All right. Well, thank you, Caddy Master. Charles Barkley set to join us. Uh, Todd is, oh, is he's ready to go. Chuck there. All right. Chuck, how are you? I'm good, brother. How you doing? What's your philosophy when people want an autograph? Like, when when is it a good time and when is it a bad time to approach you? Uh, you should sign autographs. Uh, just when you're eating is not appropriate. But I think part of your responsibility, they don't pay you all that money just to play basketball. So I think you should always sign autographs. I always sign autographs unless I'm eating. But you get swarmed, though. Don't you? Yeah, but you. Yeah, I do. But listen, man, these guys, these people pay us millions and millions of dollars to play a stupid game to take a couple minutes. And it, it, first of all, it has to be quick. Hey, I don't want to hear no stories. <laughs> no, no, yo, man, give me the paper. Let me sign it. Yeah, I no, I don't want to hear the stories. I, I don't care. So, so that's to me is the only time it's a problem. I don't want to hear no stories. Just tell me, hey, give me the paper, and I sign it. How often do you ask for an autograph or a picture? It, it, it I have. You know, uh, I collect memorabilia. I got a great hockey collection. I got a great basketball collection of different pictures. And like, but if I met somebody, um, you know, I, I would be apt to take a picture. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a fanboy to some people. Like when you meet Gretzky. You ask for well, a- I, I, yeah, I got a Gretzky stick. Got my favorite hockey players, Ron Hextall. My favorite football player was Brian Dawkins. They gave me a signed jersey. I somebody found out they were big. I was big fan. They gave me a signed jersey in the last couple of years. Anybody uh, disappoint you? Not really. Uh, you know, I think well, it obviously has something to do with who I am. Uh, but hey, I got celebrity friends who won't sign autographs. I mean, I got a couple of friends who say, "Hey, I hate to bother you, Dad. Don't damn bother me." <laughs> you know. So, but but I tell people this because people ask me about, "Hey, I walked up this guy." I said, "Well, that probably didn't go well." Yeah. I think it's up to the individual if they want to sign autographs, and we're not on the same level. I mean, I know some guys who are bigger than me who don't sign stuff. But they probably get bugged more than me. But my personal opinion is I'm always sign autographs. I think it goes with the responsibility. When you were on 60 Minutes, you mentioned the uh, friendship or what was a friendship with Michael Jordan. Did you hear from Jordan? <laughs> no, no. You know, it's so funny. I've never had more people ask me about to do. I dag like we Prince Wayne and Prince Harry. Uh, <laughs> hey, Mike, Michael, I love Michael like a brother. He's doing great. I'm doing great. He got mad at me. It's no big deal. I think we're both, uh, man, I'm sweating over here, but it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but man, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he's doing great. Uh, but Hey, it's, it, it's, it's unfortunate. Well, I know you came on this show and you said he's not a good owner. Mike's not a good owner. 
I, I, well, I, well, I didn't say he wasn't good on. I said he didn't have good enough people around. He was him surrounded be, by yes men. Yes. Yes. And, and and I said that, and it was true. And he went ballistic. But <laughs> hey, man, you know, Dan. One of the reasons I've been very good at my job, I don't just. I'm not going to say one of the reasons I hate reporters. To be honest with you, guys like Skip Bayless and people like that. <laughs> you can tell the guys they like and dislike. That ain't right. You should be fair. I'm not going to, because just because me and Michael were great friends, I don't give him a hall pass. The one thing I've been straightforward and honest on anybody I've given my opinion with uh, in my third, 23 years, I never played favorites. There's nobody can say, Charles, don't like this guy. I've been fair to everybody. Uh, as far as uh, the NBA home stretch here, how do you think this plays out? Man, nobody got zero idea. Um, Is there know, a great I, team? No, there's not a great team at all. Okay. There's some great players. But I tell you what, man, the West is going to be crazy. It's going to go down to the last day of the season. I mean, the East is set, and we know who's going to be. Like, it's going to come down to Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly. Those three teams, they're, they're, they're above everybody else. But in the West... I can't wait for the West. Uh, this weekend, I can't wait for the first-round matchups. I mean, it could be the, the Lakers could play the Sacramento Kings or they could play the Denver Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I don't know who's going to win the West. If you hold my feet to the fire, I'm going to stick with the Denver Nuggets. They've been the most consistent team all year. Hmm. But if you, as they say, though, I'm going to write it in pencil. I'm not going to write it in pen. <laughs> who's your MVP? Man, I'm glad I don't have a vote, uh, to be honest with you. I don't think there's a wrong wrong answer. If I had a vote... Why don't you have a vote? I don't know. Uh, uh, Ernie's the only guy on our show who has a vote. Uh, it, it'd probably come down to Embiid and Giannis if I had a vote. Because uh, I think that... I, I, I Like I say, I would... And like I say, there's no right or wrong answer. If you vote for Joker, uh, Giannis, or Joel, I don't think there's a wrong answer. But if I had a vote, it'd come down to Joel and Giannis. And I'd probably give it to Joel because he's never won before. You know, what really bothers me is these guys on television who act like, well, you know, they, we, we'll, they'd be saying, well, this guy should have won it X amount of time. It's never been about that. It's always been Michael Jordan was the best player probably three or four years before he won his first MVP. He was just not on a good team. Nobody thinks Steve Nash was better than Kobe or Shaq, but he had a better regular season. It's a regular season award. If I had to pick the best player in the NBA today, I'd probably go with Giannis. But like I say, it, it, it's never went to the best player. But these guys on television, like, well, this guy – they tired of giving it to the same guy. No, they give it to the guy who had the best regular season. It's not who wins the championship or who plays great in the playoffs. It's who played the best in those during the regular season. Where's your MVP right now, your award? It's actually the only award that I got, to be honest with you. Because, you know, I, I'm selling all my memorabilia to build underprivileged under houses in my hometown. I was supposed to do it before the pandemic. Because I that stuff like that don't matter to me, but my daughter, I asked her, 
what she wanted. She asked for one of, she said, I'll take one of the gold medals and the rest of this crap, I'm going to sell for underprivileged houses in my hometown. <laughs> Dude, that stuff is just cluttered to me, Dan. Everybody know I won MVP. Everybody know I won gold medals. Dude, let me tell you something. I, I'm 60 years old, Dan. If if people come to the house and I say, hey, let's go look at my MVP trophy and look at my gold medal. <laughs> All right, I'm the biggest damn loser in the world. I, that, see, think about that, Dan. If, 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 hey, if you and you you and the nerdettes come to the house, like, yeah, come on, I'm gonna take y'all over here and look at my MVP trophy and my gold medal. I'm gonna be the biggest loser in the world. But I would want to see those things. Yeah, I mean they're worth seeing one time, but you can't like. No, I'm gonna get rid of those things because, hey, man, everybody know I won a couple of gold medals and MVP. I don't, you don't have to tell people. But if you go to Tiger's house, does he have all of his majors, all of his trophies there? I've actually, I, I've been to his house, but I haven't been to his new house. And at that time, I think he only had like two or three majors back then. Okay. So, but I think that's different, Dan. But those trophies are humongous. Yeah. And, uh, but no, no, I haven't been seen. A, but he, you probably got to show those off. So wait a minute. Does, did he lose half of his memorabilia when he got divorced? I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, I think you. I think you would. I think you would prefer to have a cash instead of a U.S. Open trophy. <laughs> but have you gone into somebody's house and they and they have a shrine to themselves? Great question. I don't think so. I think most guys, because the way it really works, Dan, you're really trying to get to your next next accomplishment. You don't really, like, when I was winning trophies, my mom and grandmother kept them all. I said, hey, take this this thing. They're like, you don't want it? I said, no, I want the next one. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're always going and going. And let's be realistic. There's very few things, like, if I was going to be honest with you, my MVP trophy and my two gold medals would probably be the only two things worth showing. I mean, all those other things, um, like player of the week, player of the month, you put those, those are paperweights, man. You don't keep up with those things. How much is the MVP going to cost me? That's a great question. I don't know. Um, I don't know how it, – it's so crazy how – signing autographs and things. But if I give you twenty five thousand dollars for the MVP, you're not gonna get. You ain't gonna get a finger. You're not even gonna. <laughs> you're not even gonna get one of the legs. You're not even gonna get one of the legs on the MVP trophy for right. twenty five thousand. Okay. Come on, Dan. All right. All right. All right. What can I get for twenty five thousand dollars? Like, oh, uh, a player of the month. Little oh, stop. Come on, Dan. You were never named Defensive Player of the Month, that's for sure. I was not a good def- <laughs> I, I was a decent defender. Okay, explain defender. this to me. When when we talk about the, like, Luka and Kyrie, they they can't play defense or they won't play defense? Because I don't understand. Like, Sacramento Kings, they can score, but they're not good at defense. How are you not good at defense? Because it's probably defense and rebounding are probably the two hardest aspects of basketball. Because they take a lot of work. 
They take a lot of work. Scoring is easy. All you got to do is shoot the ball a lot. But if you're going to play defense, you got to really get down and dirty. You got to get – and same thing with rebounding. You got to get in there and start beating up people. Because it's like, yo, because the ball is the most valuable thing out there. So if you're going to be a great rebounder, you're going to have to take some beatings. And on defense, man, trying to stop a guy is hard. I mean, you think about the guys you're trying to stop. I mean, just take Luka and Kyrie, both great one-on-one basketball players. They ain't a job people apply for. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) says, hey, let me stop Kyrie or Luka. Uh, but you know, this thing was never, you know, they, when it first happened, I, they asked us on the air, like, this is never going to work. It's a bad idea. They both need the ball. Uh, it was never going to work. Uh, and, um, hey, it's going to be a very interesting offseason yeah. for that, for that team. Would you sign Kyrie if you're Dallas? Oh, no, it's not going to, uh, well, what, what's the really good thing about it? For Dallas, they got two really good options. They can let him go and take $40 million off the books. And I think they're only going to be paying Luca, so they might can get a free agent. But the best option to me is to do a sign and trade because Dallas can give him the most money. And some team will take Kyrie and they'll give, uh, and, and to make the money match, they probably, go, they're going to give you a bunch of good players and draft picks. So, yeah, but who's going to want Kyrie? Somebody, Dan. Somebody gonna want Kyrie. Everybody think. Everybody think they can fix somebody. <laughs> He's a great individual player. Some coach, some team gonna think they can. Like, okay, we can make this work. I mean, this is like his third or fourth team. Somebody always gonna think like, and it is, and it hasn't worked. But there's always a team that's gonna say, hey, you know what? I think I can make this work. So. Even though I hated to trade for Dallas, I think in the long run it could be a good thing, whether they take him off the books or do a sign and trade. Talking to Charles Barkley, the Hall of Famer, uh, when's the last time you went to the Masters? I've never been to the Masters. Uh, I've never been there. You know, Dan, when I go out to things like that, people think I'm there to talk to them. They don't realize I'm there to actually <laughs> they, they don't realize I'm actually there to watch the sporting event. You know, so so it's better for me. I love the Masters. Have you I played up, Augusta? I did. I played last year during the playoffs. It was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Uh, I shot an 89. I played well. I was so excited. I was so nervous. It was an honor and a privilege. Uh, but, I, hey, listen, I'm rooting for the live guys this weekend because I think the, these PGA Tour dudes have been too rough on these live guys. I think the disrespect they've shown Field Mickelson is ridiculous. They should be kissing his ass, to be honest with you, because Phil has made those guys more money in the last year and a half. They go, they made. I mean, they should be thanking him. Uh, but the way they've been crapping all over these live guys, it's been disappointing. Hey, Dan, they left for another economic opportunity. I'm not mad at them. You know, uh, three or four of those guys called called me and asked me my opinion. I said, yo, man, let's don't get into this where our money comes from. Because if everybody wants to sit around and worry about where our money comes from, nobody's going to be working. I mean, nobody's going to be working. So I told those guys, man, man, take that money. Screw those, screw those guys who are going to badmouth you. But I just think the PGA Tour has been overboard criticizing these guys. And I want the live guys to play well, and I want one of them to win it. If I gave Phil Mickelson a mulligan – 
to stay on the PGA Tour or go to live? He should go to live. You think that if I gave him a, a do-over, he would still go to the live tour? Dan, if somebody gave me $200 million, I'd go anywhere. <laughs> I'm probably going to hell anyway, but for $200 million, <laughs> for $200 million, if I had a chance to go to heaven or hell, I'm hey, give me $200 million, I'm going to hell. No, I know. I feel, you know, those guys owe Phil a great deal of gratitude because you notice all of a sudden the PJ Tour came up with billions of dollars to pay these players now yeah. just because of Phil. So instead of crapping on Phil like they've been doing, I think they should say, hey, you know what? Maybe we don't agree with you guys going to live, but we understand. I mean, we all leave for better economic opportunity. And I don't like this fake outrage about, oh, they're taking money from Saudi Arabia. I mean, we're all taking money from somebody that we probably shouldn't be taking it from. Are you a grandfather now? I am, and it's the greatest thing ever. Little Henry, um, little Henry, man. It's, Dan, I'm telling you, man, it's the greatest thing ever being a grandpa. Um, I just became one about six weeks ago. Uh, congratulations, yep, man. Yep. In it, Dan, wait. When they start developing a little personality, now my man just started. He just turned one like last week. Now he's starting to walk, and like he notices my face. I FaceTime him and everything like that. Wait, it gets so much better, Dad. I can't wait. I think like I'm going home for a couple of days. So we off until the uh, play-in tournament Tuesday, and I'm gonna take him out on a golf cart um, for the first time this weekend. And I can't wait. If you could pick the sport that you want him to play, what would it be? Well, obviously that'd be basketball, but probably golf. I love golf. I love being outside. It's one of the first few places people, you know, I like to play golf and fish because it's like only two places you can go and people don't want to bug the hell out of you. <laughs> so uh, golf golf would be uh, my thing. But as long as he's a good person, you know, I, you know, I was thinking about um, the Wayans family the other day. And I saw one of the Wayans brothers did a tribute to his dad. And it was really profound. And he said, son, he asked his dad, dad, what you want me to be? He said, a man. And he says, well, everybody grows up to be a man. And he says, that ain't even close to the truth. And I thought that was so profound. And it really made me take a step back like, yeah, man, you, you want your kids to grow up and you want to be proud of them. Like, I'm really proud of my daughter because she's a nice person. She's a great mother. And, you know, I'm just really – so you, you want to make your parents proud. And my daughter has done that. So as long as little Henry's a good person, I'm good. Grandpa Barkley sounds like a show on TNT, a sitcom. Uh, well, 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 first of all, just for record, I'm Big Pop. Uh, when, when big, I'm big Pop. pop when, uh, big right. Pop, yeah. Not Big yes. Poppy or Big Pop. No, big, big Pop. I stole that from some guy. I was giving Ernie a, an award last summer. And this cute little girl comes up to me and says, hey, Mr. Barker, can I take a picture? I said, of course. I said, who's going to take the picture? She says, my Big Pop. Next thing I know, this little dude is walking toward me. I said, who's that? She said, oh, that's Big Pop. I said, well, damn, this dude like 5'5". Five, five. If he can be Big Pop, I know I can be Big Pop. And I says, so that's going to be my name when little Henry gets old enough. I like it. Big Pop. 
Uh, great to talk to you and enjoy your days off. Safe travels. Thanks again, bud. Thank you, brother. Hey, Dan, keep up the great work, brother. Thanks for having me. Charles Barkley. We'll take a break. If you're watching on Peacock, we'll check out the Traeger grills and uh, last call for phone calls after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Close up shop on a Friday. Meet Friday. Everybody gets to sing except for Todd. That's fair. Okay. And three, two, one. I don't want to work. Marv, I can't hear you. <laughs> Bang on the drum all day. <laughs> I'm just waiting for my part. Which one's that? Right here? Ever since I was a tiny boy. Yeah. <laughs> Last call for phone calls. What we learned and what's in store for Monday. We're off next week. 
a uh, well-earned vacation by the boys. Uh, let's see. Meat Friday, spectacular. Cheeseburger sliders, Texas ribeyes, mac and cheese. All the recipes available at danpatrick.com. And uh, look, we, we can only make a certain amount of tra- uh, tailgate moonshine. And we're working on that. I know it sold out quickly. We sold uh, close to 1,500 bottles in 15 minutes yesterday. But we are making more moonshine, and we'll have another flavor for you. I think watermelon moonshine coming up this summer. So thank you, and please be patient. We'll try to uh, make more moonshine. All right, let's go around the room. Uh, how about this day in sports history, Paulie? Just got a few for you, Dan. Uh, 1955, Fort Wayne beat Syracuse. That was an NBA game, a couple of hotbeds of NBA, Fort Wayne and Syracuse. It was a 74-71 in the playoffs. It was the lowest-scoring NBA playoff game since the introduction of the 24-second shot clock. That was Mm -hmm. 1955. 1959, Bob Cousy, great dribbler of the Boston Celtics, got 19 assists to tie the NBA playoff record in the game against Minneapolis. They can't stop Cousy. He's unbelievable. Just going circles. Uh, 1963, at age 23, Jack Nicklaus became the youngest golfer to win the green jacket at the Masters Tournament. The oldest or youngest? Youngest. Did I say oldest? No. You uh, said the uh, youngest. Youngest. Yeah. And uh, age 23 in 1963. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying he was 63. And then I was going, wow, I don't think he won it when he was 63. How old age. was he? In, was he about 40, 46. 46 in 1986? Yeah, I think so. And was that at the time the oldest major champion? I believe I think, so. Yeah. I believe so. I don't know if we needed to do that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, That's like, that means yeah. I crushed it. Yes, Eden. Somebody asked a, a version of a poll question: What meant more to you, uh, playing Augusta twice, seeing Hamilton with the original cast twice? Mm. Wow. He's basically asking you to choose your favorite child. Yeah. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Oh well, this this is actually tougher than what. Yeah. I just... yeah. I always go back to when my mom would be asked that question: Who's your favorite child? And she had six kids, and then she'd say, "Well, Dave is." And she would she would say that in front of us, you know. There was no pause, and she, I, she'd go, "Well, he is." And I go, "Okay, fine. He's your favorite child." Uh, I would still say going to Augusta, close, yeah. close. Going to see Hamilton original cast twice. <laughs> original cast, OC. <laughs> no, playing the playing Augusta. That's a pretty good day, and you get to go in and uh, the grill room, and you just you tell them what you want. They have a menu, but then you can say. Like, I wanted some pesto. I had a steak, and I had some pasta, pesto. And they'll, like, whip it up for you. If they have the ingredients there, they'll make whatever you want them to make. Uh, let's see. Uh, final results of the poll question? It'd be funny, too, if they didn't have the ingredients. You're like, I'm sorry, I thought this was Augusta National. Mm. I was supposed to be in the room. Mm. Maybe mm. not. Mm. Uh, would you rather play Augusta once or passes for life on a Sunday Passes for life, 66% of the vote. Oh, okay. Pass for life is a long time. That is, yeah. As long as you live a long life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you die this weekend. Then it's over. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If he dies. He dies. He dies. You will lose. I must break you. I must break you. Anybody seen uh, Creed 3 yet? No. I want to go see that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That for me is the movie that brought me, is bringing me back to the theater. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Don't spoil why, the ending. Why, why are you mocking my Tom Cruise Maverick take? <laughs> it's, well, it's at this point it's worldwide. I mean, it's 
Tom Cruise single-handedly brought saved people. The music, he did. He saved. He saved the movie industry. Yes. Single-handedly. That movie. Yes, it did. Yes, yeah. he brought us all back together. Yes. At a movie theater. Todd, what did you learn on today's award-nominated program? Charles Barkley is happy to sign autographs. Just make it quick and don't start telling him long stories. <laughs> Seton O'Connor, what did you learn today? The Charles Wagon. He's got like two or three things that matter. Yeah, but he's selling all his memorabilia. Going to build some houses in his hometown. Marv, what did you learn? You had an issue with Willie Mays for 40 years. Yes, I did, because he wouldn't sign an autograph while he was playing in a game. Eight years of age. Come on! You're going to sign my autograph! Paulie, what'd you learn? Chuck loves fishing. Nobody bothers him there. Uh, Todd, what I learned? Brendel Chambly believes given a mulligan, Phil Mickelson would have stayed in the PGA Tour and not left the list. Traeger Grills excited to announce the latest innovation, the Traeger Flat Rock Flat Top Grill. They have the flame lock construction. There's a lot of Fs in there. Unleash your full grilling potential. Traeger Flat Rock. Explore new flavors. Make sure you use the promo code DP Show at checkout. We'll talk to you. See you later. Bye. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.